0: I don't really want to work out. I work out. There's got to be those days you push through, and they're they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom, and the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. Hey, Let's,
1: we go? We're We're live. Live. let's go. We're live. Let's go. Live. Whenever you want, alive. <laughs> <laughs> We're now. good
0: to go. <laughs> Yeah, today's podcast is currently sponsored by uh, Kleenex and Beechams and Lemsip. Other other cold and flu remedies are available. I feel all right to what, you there. Got, what you got going on? I've got oh mate, I've got I've got little uh, Jacob Jakeman's honey and menthol sweets. So if you hear any like rustling, that's that's me. Yeah, yeah. I'll do my best not to uh, get you all infected from listening to this today. But we are down Struggle Street. The
1: sun is shining. Yeah, the sun is shining. Finally. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Really nice, isn't it? Oh, it makes just, so much of a difference. It's Ridiculous, it? yeah. When's um when's that? Uh, what do they call it? Like Blue Monday. Blue Monday. That was yesterday. yesterday. Was it really? Yeah, yeah it was right. yesterday. I yeah, I, I mean, got home last night. Leon said, I've, I've "Got through it okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah right, it's so. fine. Oh, that's alright. Yeah, happy yeah. yeah, days. It's good, man. Yeah,
0: it's all got uphill for me now. It mm. is.
1: Do you know what I think? So uh, the winter's horrible because up to Christmas it's great because it's all exciting and you know you've got that to focus on, but. After Christmas, you've got the new year, and there's a bit of excitement, um, you know, feeling good about yourself, new goals, etc. But that quite quickly, um, for a lot of people anyway, for yeah. hopefully not our listeners, but um, yeah, it's, it's spring. I can't wait for spring now. Yeah, I'm definitely
2: a, a summer person. I'm a summer yeah. baby as well. I love it. Just can't get enough of the sunlight. Yeah. Unless it's, I do quite like the snow obviously we don't get that's, that's special UK, though that's different because it's yeah, special yeah. like yeah but I like if you go. Like, i quite like snowboarding I like going i like i like the snow but we don't get a lot of
0: it but do would you like snow enough to live in it all the time that's what i think like i love snow because it's something that i can then get experience and then it doesn't stay the whole time if it's if it was like that all the time
2: yeah i could live like like in the alps i reckon i could live in the alps yeah, summer summer's like. beautiful um, you've got all the like mountain stuff oh, you got all amazing. the like outdoor lifestyle stuff and then you've got the skiing in some ice cream like a there every
1: year we used to go and see my family in florence in italy and amazing. nine times out of ten we'd drive and we'd always go through the alps and uh, i remember one year we camped in the oh, it, was it, was just, oh, it was beautiful it was so cool mm. yeah so so nice
2: so what else has been going on this week Um, what's going on in the sporting world uh, Saracens Saracens getting relegated
0: madness absolute madness that's like essentially like Liverpool getting relegated at the end of this season that's basically what they're saying for breaching breaching salary caps and And not allowed in Europe
2: as well next year even if they win 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 it it, which they which they may well
0: do they may well win mightn't they they're not even going to be allowed to defend their title next year if they do it and then you've got like Otoje
2: Farrell Yep. Vine, Big, Polo, they're, yeah, Polo. they're all in. You know, yeah. where are they going? What are they going to do? Like, surely they can't go to the second tier and play in the second tier. So, so there was you know, something.
1: Rangers, was it Rangers that got um, kicked down to two leagues? Yeah. Was it two
0: leagues? Um, not sure. Oh, what? When they went into like, did they go into liquidation or something?
2: Yeah, they got I think docked so. loads of points. I think.
1: Oh, yeah, sure they They did. got put down. I'm sure yeah. it's like two leagues. Yeah, I down. don't
2: know. You oh. you pro- pro- yeah, probably right. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. <coughs> yeah, they did. What well, I mean it sort of feels like because I, I, I read in the news that that they sort of said to them look you know this is a kind of last not a last you know you just need to sort it out basically and um, and and then they sort of haven't and then it's yeah. now it's just kind of now, you know, now it's hitting it. them hitting them hard right in the fields
0: but on. yeah because isn't it right so they like they can't go to if they play if our English players play abroad they can't get sele- selected for England oh really yeah that's part of the selection process because um, yeah, there was someone who played in the French league who was amazing, who wasn't getting much game time what? in England. What
1: that's the current rule
0: for England rugby? All English rug players have to play in England in order to be selected. Because there was there was a um someone that went out to play in France who's won't getting much game time, and then come on leaps and bounds and was like, why isn't he playing for England? us oh, because he plays in the French. I did not know that. Yeah, it's the thing. I yeah. didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. Oh, promise you. Pro- you promise you. Google it. I've put it out there now. It's on the podcast. <laughs> it's real. It, yeah. yeah. We'll just
1: edit yeah. that bit out, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when
0: you I want to say, like, Stephen Armitage. Is that, a, is that a. Did he play? Is he a rug player? Armitage, yeah. yeah. Did he play for somewhere in France? I don't know. Anyway, that is legit, though. I'm sure. Um, was. Uh, you're about to say Johnny Wilkinson after yeah, I I it. the though, he retired. He retired from English. English. Yeah, he played for but he yeah, wasn't playing for England at the time. not, available. not, not, not. a legend
1: he was. Oh. Still is. Still is, still still is a legend. It is. Yeah, yeah. It really is. definitely. really yeah, um, Definitely. Super Bowl. That's all, all s- sorted, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. So,
0: it's, so it's, it's the Chiefs versus 49ers. Isn't 49ers. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mahomes.
2: Is it yeah, mate, he was on fire. He was brilliant. Yeah, his
0: touchdown was great. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know so anymore. who's
2: the favourite in that to, to win? Probably the Forty ers I would,
0: I would say. But if, if anything can happen, can't it? That's the thing. Like,
2: yeah, it's mad. Yeah,
1: I, the thing annoys me about the Super Bowl is the time it's on. Yeah, for us, it's just so, it yeah. It like starts at eleven o'clock <coughs> like, it? Yeah, And
2: it so. also goes on for a long time, doesn't yeah. it? It's much much a it's like The whole halftime show yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. It's, um, so but I do, lo- I do really like American football. Yeah, like me and like I went Brilliant. to
1: New York a few years ago and we went to watch the Jets play. And <laughs> it's, it's good, um, it was freezing cold, it was in the middle of December, it was freezing cold, but I've never seen so many American flags. And it was like, I'm sure there was a, um, some guy, brought a, some guy that, was, that was serving in the army, he brought out his dog. And that was also in Afghanistan. I'm sure everyone had to stand up and give the dog a round of applause. Yes, that's what, that's, like they, that's what they love, like isn't that. it? It was just, it was so over the top and brilliant. Uh, yeah, not like the, the the fans were just too nice. Do you know what, what I mean? What between just, teams? Yeah, it was just all too yeah, too yeah. family friendly. There, there was, <laughs> it didn't feel like it was re- real passion. It wasn't a grudge match. No, but well, like West Ham Millwall. Yeah, exactly. But it was, it was it was good. Great experience good. still. Yeah, exactly. Glad I went. What else then? What what else have we got going on? you Yeah, have got, a, we've, got te- we've got
0: technical difficulties with yeah, my so
2: mic- microphone at the moment, which is being a bit annoying. But I think that'll be all right now. Yeah, yeah it's good. good. Sorry. I went to see
1: 1917. Oh yeah, cinema.
2: yeah. I really want to go yeah. and see. Yeah. some sound had, about it a minute I, ago. I
1: don't think you can. No spoilers in there, really. I mean,
0: we know the outcome.
2: Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: I, mean, I guess it's a. It was brilliant. Yeah. It, it's not the best film I've ever seen, but as a piece of like cinematic art, it was really, really good. It's like, wow, I appreciate this. So, um, yeah, it would never touch Band of Brothers for me. Not that that's a film, but that's brilliant. best. Yeah, that's probably one of the best things I've ever oh, seen. I remember watching
2: yeah. all 10 episodes um, in a day. Oh, and I've done going. that multiple times I've done that a couple of times yeah. 10 hours of just and to be fair I used to get quite emotional when the um oh, the go- dead like, dead like dead. The, you know when the old boys would come on oh there, so that's it awful was oh, right in the it. beginning yeah. almost in like oh, literally almost in and tears it, yeah, like, at it just, the end it's so amazing it's yeah. mad well, isn't it
1: that's actually yeah. maybe the first book I ever read
2: I've, I haven't read and the book yeah is it, it good? Awesome.
1: But to be honest, I can't really remember. And as soon as the film's come out, as that. How
2: how does it compare fair. to the, to the like as in is it does, so it, does it, was it follow? More,
1: I think it was a bit more descriptive of some of the things that were going event. on. And right. It's funny because I, I'm I'm pretty sure this is in the book, but it talks about the um, when they jumped out the aeroplanes, the British insisted that they had these sort of hold all bags yes. on the side of there on the, on and then, weren't they too heavy
2: and they just they, all, they just fell apart just fell so basically off. they lost yeah. half their weapons or whatever yeah. supplies as soon as they and,
1: landed
2: yeah. as soon as oh. they landed yeah um, so they were landing without guns weren't they basically yeah that's it yeah. Um, and they you know they, it was then like scrabbling around like out, yeah. in, in the in dot in the They're dot those little clickers you're just trying, to, trying yeah. to find. imagine that like oh, you've I've just been you <sighs> just parachuted into a war zone and with nothing you've got no gun and wow. you've got to basically find a gun from somewhere to then, oh, no, you know, it's like computer games. Just yeah. running around. I just think, I just I always, like, I love like, you know, war um, films and things like that. But you just think to be, oh, it's just crazy. It about
1: I, I think about those guys that had to jump out of an aeroplane to do that. To absolutely, you are know, getting shot at. It's yeah. quite a good chance yeah. that you're not going to make it. To you're the ground. not going to make it. Your plane's going to get shot out of the sky, or you're going to get shot. I mean, pff, the bravery.
3: Yeah,
2: but. Yeah. and they were all like you know there, there was like guys a lot of the guys um i was watching a documentary the other day and they were saying a lot of the lads were like 15 14 and yeah. 15 and they were they were basically lying about yeah. their age to get to into, in. get in because all their friends and people like that, you know all the people in the local area were um 15 years old like i mean it's just yeah. unbelievable
1: like yeah, that is
2: really the fear. Is. The the fear must have been insane. Yeah, just can't imagine. it And I think obviously the look at the um the actual like because obviously with Iraq and Afghanistan you hear about like deaths of soldiers and things like that, and it's quite a big deal. But then you look at like oh, the actual stats of how many people died in the yeah. first and second uh, war. It's crazy. Like yeah. it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But so good film though, 1917. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah, How many
1: popcorns like out of ten would you give it? As a like I say, as a piece of like cinematic art, yeah. I, I, strong eight. Oh, eight straight, popcorns. I stra- like straight it. Straight strong eight. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. It's not like the greatest story in the world. No, anything, no, no but, but it's it cool. You yeah. like you're involved with the characters. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's good. Recommend. It's good. I, yeah, would, I would would recommend. I would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool.
2: Um, Anything else been going on? Liverpool
1: won the league.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, it would be it would be it would be shocking. It would for them be not to
0: win. Yeah, yeah It would be mental for Tell
2: that to what,
1: happen from now. Salah took his top off. He's
0: in he's great, in great shape. In I I train yes, all the yeah. well, I train a couple of times a week and I don't even look like it's my job. And yeah. I thought
1: he's he's in great shape. No, well, the argument is. Your job is to run a gym. His yeah, is to be a professional footballer. Yeah.
2: So. and he's training every day. Oh, he's yeah. training every day. Yeah, but, but still, still though, yeah. like he plays football, he doesn't. But he looks,
0: great. Yeah. That's probably why I've never seen him whip his top off before. That's probably why he's probably working <laughs> yeah. up to that. But next <laughs> yeah. time For I score, he does it every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's always looked like that, yeah. you know. But yeah, he's in great. He's in great, Nick. Yeah, and he's awesome as well, which helps. So,
1: do you know what? I think I'd prefer Marno over him. Like I think Salah does. He's too inconsistent. Like he missed an absolute sitter at the weekend. Start like, I, I think like he some of the easy stuff he doesn't do very well. But if you want him to go and put it in the top bins, he he would do. Yeah. do so, but Mane, I think Mane does it for me. I think the whole team. Yeah, the Trent, like, like
2: yeah, all they are, over, and Van yeah. Dyke is just yeah, unreal. You know, they always
1: they call him like a Rolls Royce or whatever, but he, he really is. Klopp's
2: yeah. done so well, hasn't he, since being there? It's been yeah
0: we are so lucky to have that in our like in our in the Premier League on our doorstep to have like the wealth of talent in terms of footballers managers you know all of that all in the Premier League Mm. I think we are so lucky
1: have you seen that documentary um, with Gary Neville when he goes out to Qatar no that's really interesting yeah so he goes and like Visit some of the stadiums and looks at the infrastructure. Oh, what, and for the World Cup? Yeah, sorry. Oh, for the World Cup, right, yeah. okay. Because obviously it's 2022, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And They're like.
3: miles behind.
1: Th- yeah, they're, they're behind, I think. And they're worried about hotels, but they're building. you know, they're spending billions of pounds on these things, and it's for a four week tournament. It's crazy. Mm. But then he was saying, you know, a lot of them, some of the stadiums are being turned into schools or colleges and stuff afterwards, so there, is, right. a, there is a plan, a legacy going forward, I guess. But. Um, yeah, a lot of people are dying, they reckon on, oh, yeah, from I reckon the,
0: on the, the building sites and things. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, mm-hmm.
0: I tell you I've watched a couple of episodes of that um all or nothing man oh, oh, the yeah. best thing it's ever. It's really good.
1: Even if you don't yeah. if you're listening and I we're talking about football here, but even if you don't like football, watch watch it. Yeah. I think it's just an inspiring it's really. Well, it's insightful. not just football,
2: is it? Because I watched the All Blacks one. Oh yeah. So um, are you going to so say the Man City
1: one? Did you say the Man City, Man City one? one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I've only
2: watched so There's episodes. multiple, isn't there? Because yeah. there's also all the American, American football, ones. football yeah. teams. Yeah. I haven't seen. I've only seen the All Blacks one, but everyone says that they're all really. They're yeah, all I've watched. Me and Leonie
0: watched the Arizona Cardinal ones, which is American football yeah. one, and it was fantastic. I know Jack's like Jack's massive into his football at the moment, and he's watching Literally every day. he Comes in. Oh my god, I watched this one. This is what they did, you <laughs> know, about all the American football team ones. So yeah, it's just amazing to see behind the scenes what it's actually like, the, f- the camaraderie, the fam- family there, the things they actually have to do, because obviously we only see them for an hour and a half a week or whatever, and you're like, they get paid all this money, and they just, mm. you know, they play for 90 minutes a week, and how much goes into it outside, and travel and media commitments, and what they go through is, is brilliant, and I just mm. think, oh mate, it just makes me wish that, you know, I'd been able to uh, go down the professional athlete route, because it just looks Bloody
2: amazing! Yeah, Mm. yeah, and it always amazes me with American sports just how how the facilities are unbelievable. Like the strength and conditioning facilities are insane, and then also like you know playing any sport in America. At like high school level, even you've got these massive stadiums with loads of people watching, and you think when you were at school at 18 playing for your playing hockey or playing football or whatever, college football, you'd have a couple of people on the sideline. But compared to college football in America is bigger than the NFL. I reckon it's a bigger thing. that
0: the your high school. Football is the bit is the big thing. Like yeah. the biggest stadium in America
2: is a high school team, and it's something ridiculous like a hundred and four thousand. I think we went to like an Which a, a is UCLA mad. game, and that was eighty thousand in this in the stadium. At that that's time. mad. Just like that's ridiculous. That, you know?
0: Well, because like LeBron James, he was like this the hype. Like when he was like 14, 15 when they were sixteen, they had ESPN come and film their games because there was this. Yeah. this absolute unbelievable talent that was, the you know, wow. and at that age, it was like destiny that it
2: was going to happen because it was on ESPN every week. Yeah. You know, when
0: you're like, that They just crazy. love their sports over there though,
2: don't they? And yeah. Then, and then also, it's just the amount of people, like when you've got, you know, population yeah. of 200 yeah, million got or got 300 million, I think problem. it is. Yeah. You know, you've got more people that want to watch sports and, it's well,
1: funny you, you've broken to Loughborough
2: haven't you
1: yeah yeah like the facilities yeah. there are yeah. you know I guess are we like, are we, o- o- okay in comparison to like well we American. think that's like the mecca yeah.
0: and that's like, like they wouldn't even look at twice in America yeah. they'd just be like, oh, it's yeah, like it's average, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah bit disappointing but yeah, yeah. what else well,
1: then anything else to report no no not really no, no other knows. than the, the little package you're uh <laughs> with you, in your hands yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, what's going on there? <laughs> this is a Zinzino balance test. So, um, a nice gentleman called Stuart has given me this. And it's basically a, a test, it's a blood test that. Are going to. I'll get it out and I'll see if I can do it <laughs> as we're talking as well. It um, <coughs> basically looks at your um, Amiga profile and, and it. You take a blood test, it gets sent off to Norway um and you get some results back so i'm going to do this and i think you get results in what does it say on 20 it 30 days, yeah. it? Or to 30 days
2: yeah 10 to 20
1: days 10 to 20 days, 20 days. so um we will report back so yeah it's
2: a nice little uh, i think maybe maybe do it after. yeah i think so, there's so oh there's a bit more in there than there. i thought it yeah, was, was gonna, gonna, gonna be say, to, concent- to concentrate on what you're doing yeah. and talk at the same time could be quite tough but that but it's interesting we're talking about before the podcast so um what's your i guess a good question so what's your aim out of doing it what's the ho- what's your hope i guess in terms of why would we do, why would you do that it's
1: more intrigue rather than anything to be honest it's mm-hmm. um i the the, the 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 guy that's given it to me i i presume he thinks i'm going to be out of balance yeah. on, on what the test is going to say um probably i am you know i've said before like um i'm not eating amazing i'm eating a lot better actually i've, I've lost nearly 3 kilos just put that in there woof, woof. yeah yeah it's, um it, that is crazy, actually, In since, like, the 1st of January. The, yeah, three weeks? Yeah. mad. Anyway. Um, so, we three
2: weeks is, like, half a stone. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's is crazy, isn't it? Mm, it's good. Yeah. yeah, it is. And it's... I don't want to say the E word, but it's fairly easy. But, you know, I've still eaten, yes. I've still spent the same time eating, yes. I've still spent the same amount of time training. But it's just the, the, the time that I'm spending eating is... I've chosen wiser, better, um, better food better foods. Less junk. Yeah. Is
0: it, what have you, has it literally been, have you just made sure you've eaten less junk, or have you made smaller portions, have you stopped eating chocolate, have you? I've stopped eating <laughs> chocolate,
1: because that's just, yeah. Um, I've cut, cut out caffeine, because I do that every so often anyway, yeah. um, just out of interest. Usually I'll get a headache um, eating more veg, um, and eating cleaner, as, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, less less.
0: More junk. single ingredient foods? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly um yeah and not, i'm not tracking anything but um i know that my calories have, has been less so yeah. therefore i'm gonna lose weight yeah <laughs> it's simple yeah um but yeah this, this test uh it's more out of intrigue to see what comes back and because you know, so it's it basically
2: a blood statistics. test that's going to tell you your omega three to six ratio Yeah, is it? three to six ratio I and then essentially all the the thinking would be if you're out then there's supplements that you can take that will help you re- restore that basically is that so
1: this company is, are obviously going to suggest that i take these supplements mm-hmm. um as we were discussing if you're out before of balance. if i'm out I mean, of balance i mean you never know like you might, yeah, I might, might be, be fine but um i would think that i could still be um i get back in balance but but not um having to take supplements as well you could do that through, through yeah. diet so um time will tell yeah
0: Mm. it's intriguing yeah it is
1: intriguing yeah and and, you know I'm open to things like this you
2: know yeah and I I was saying before I'm I'm quite always quite sceptical of the supplement industry not because not because I don't think that there's a time and place for supplements but just because I don't feel like I really know enough about the functional medicine side of things and supplementation to really understand if what I'm taking is is a sort of really benefiting my health because even if uh, we were saying before the podcast yeah, my question would be even if your ratio is a little bit better how much is that really impacting your health what especially if other you, things aren't yeah, in exactly. place like how do you how, yeah exactly that's exactly like right. if you're sleeping three hours a night yeah, yeah. but my omega-3 and 6 is, yeah. is, 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 yeah. is 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 balanced yeah, exactly. then exactly. oh actually oh, yeah right, what's the point kind yeah. of thing i do feel like sometimes sometimes the supplement industry kind of preys on not on yourself, but preys on like that, the the fear of kind of being unhealthy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And actually it's like most people really need to focus on the, the sort of simple things first. Yeah, the, And actually the Once you've you got like, if you're, pebbles, if you're sleeping yeah. eight to, you know, seven to eight hours a day, your food is, you're eating Good. healthy, nutritious food. That are gonna, because gonna, I was saying before, like, when I eat better, I, de- I 100% feel loaded better. Feel yeah. You're exercising. You know, doing. You feel basically eat, drinking water. You're doing all those things that we always talk yeah. about in terms of those basic strategies. You know, how much really do you then need supplements? Yeah, you probably don't need them no, that much. Don't, don't, and even yeah. if, even if you, if you're like a, maybe an elite athlete, maybe you do need certain things. But that's really to optimise your performance. I think yeah, most and that's people, like marginal gains yeah, as well. Exactly. Isn't it like we're talking minimal that's like stuff. One percent, two percent, where most people probably. In terms of the actual benefit they're going to get versus the cost of a lot of these supplements, yeah. is probably not that that worthwhile.
1: It'll be yeah. interesting. So, I'm not going to say who, just in case he can't come on the podcast. But we've got someone lined up to come on the podcast. who's like a nutritional expert, at like a high-level um, football club. So. Mm. Um, it would be really oh, if, are we allowed so to
0: say not now but are we allowed to say who he works for when he comes on because you, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you might have some people disagreeing with the high level of that particular <laughs> club <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's, that's I think that
2: would be amazing because someone like that I would really love to talk yeah, to you about how their brain and yeah. understand it more like understand yeah. more about you know what when when supplementation is is needed when yeah. is it, you know when is it necessary what things do you really want to look out for, like you were saying a minute ago, like, you know, if you're just looking at one marker in the blood, you're not looking at the whole, whole picture. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Then can you really say whether that's making you healthy or not? If well, all these a, other markers and known. It goes back then, to
1: what, we're, what Game Changers did. Yeah. I mean, it's a very similar argument to that, isn't it? Yeah.
2: So, um, but it's still intriguing, the fact yeah. that obviously, you, you know. It's a
1: piece of the puzzle. That, totally. that, that yeah. That is yeah, it. yeah. It's a piece of the puzzle, yeah.
2: and um,
1: yeah, it's... Is it going to change my diet? It might do. It might yeah. have a really pr- profound effect on me yeah. and, and I might say, right, I'm going to do this and this. But
0: yeah. Out of interest, are there supplements that you would kind of like, not blindly recommend to somebody, but like in terms of if you're working with them and their goal is to lose fat, get healthy, da, da, da. is there anything that you well, think... Uh, that's what I said we, before. We, yeah, we I think
2: cre- creatine and whey protein are the two two, two supplements that I would recommend to I people. I think creatine yeah. is the most
1: studied supplement yeah. ever, isn't it, by... Know, I think it's it's, it's yeah. basically
2: pretty well recognised that if you want to either maintain or develop muscle mass, that creatine is helpful for that. Yep. It's been proven time and time again with studies. If you're drink, obviously water content is quite important when you're taking creatine, so you need to make sure you're drinking enough water. But generally, it's a good supplement for that, and I think yep. that that's, is is worthwhile. And also, it's actually not very expensive, so it's no, pretty, it is relatively inexpensive. It's pretty cheap isn't it? if yeah. you just get the creatine monohydrate, which is the one yeah. that's been. So, you know, the one that's been researched the most, and so you don't need to. Usually, you know
1: would you suggest a loading period? Or again, so, hear, I hear different. Yeah,
2: so like so again, the research seems to suggest that either's fine. So you yeah, can yeah. just literally do five grams a day, yeah. or you can do twenty grams for a week. I think it is, yeah. and then taper down to five grams a but, day. I just I, when I do it, I just do five grams a day because I just think that's you know that's yeah. what interesting. Do you take
0: it all in one go? Yeah, yeah, because I because I read some stuff about having it pre and post workout because yeah. it's obviously it's part of the phospho creatine system which is the first bit of muscle contractions you got the creatine molecule you've got more creatine molecules you can create more phosphorus so you got you have that for a little bit longer so they're theoretically you're stronger so obviously you deplete that during your workout mm-hmm. and it's just about topping it back up at the end of the workout because you can only have a certain amount anyway and not necessarily more doesn't mean you can create more of those and therefore so
1: a lot of the, um, the pre-workouts they have creatine
0: I think it's different. I think a lot of yeah, those are like they ha- and they have nitric oxide and, yeah, yeah, which is all the really stuff that makes you itchy. Makes, itch, makes, itch. you tingle, yeah.
2: makes you tingle, face you tingle. Yeah, yeah, I used to oh, take man. it. Um, it's properly
0: funny it
3: ma- probably makes your face tingle.
0: Yeah, it's funny how you, the you as you get older and I remember like when I first started training, yeah. my, me and my mates that we just started getting into it, it was about creatine, whey, pre-workouts and all this sort of stuff. How much protein was I eating each day? No idea. How many yeah. carb? how many fats, carbs, how many calories, no idea. You yeah. know, was I tracking my lifts? No, it was just yeah. going, get a massive pump, take this super pump max, which was the pre-workout, just do as many as you can. And you think, oh my God, like if I'd spent that, that probably... same money yeah. working with a trainer or that same money I spent on supplements, investing in a course or some knowledge, it would have been, you know, it accelerates your progress so much more. But at the time, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the greatest thing. It's the greatest thing ever. On the
1: advert, it's got some ripped guy. Yeah, it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and it's all that
0: marketing, isn't it? And like,
2: oh yeah, I was I was a sucker. I was a sucker for that. Different. That's the thing. Even like creatine, like if you get, you go to like somewhere like My Protein or somewhere that has minimal sort minimal packaging, it doesn't really. It's it's actually cheaper than other places, but it's exactly the same thing. It just doesn't it doesn't come in a fancy doesn't look sexy bottle. So, but like who cares? It's, yeah. it's creatine monohydrate, it you know, does the job. So yeah, yeah and, and obviously whey, you don't need whey protein, but I think, especially with um, guys that are quite heavy, yeah. I think getting in, you know, I was shouting to Matt Steele the other day, and I was saying- Shout he, out, he, Matt. Yeah, oh, exactly. Here um, uh, 200 grams is what he needs, protein-wise, or what yeah. I've suggested he, he has a day, which is a lot of protein, yeah. like if you're having, Three four meals. Especially a guy that is a bit food picky. Exactly. Like you, you're gonna really struggle, and even me, like I 160 is what I generally will try and get, and that's hard for me if I, you know, if you're eating, if you're getting that through meat and yeah. and through you know normal nutritious foods. So I just think you know if you have a protein shake that's like 40 grams of protein, it just makes it so much easier to then and also, get and also it's amount. easy to do anywhere yeah. as well. It's, it's like t- like,
1: I've got, like I've I've usually got a backup yeah um, protein shake in my bag just in case yeah you know I mean, just said water yeah. it's funny cuz you always say it doesn't really fill you up but i don't that, think so
0: i could i could eat and drink one of them at the same time it doesn't give me anything yeah, it's
1: funny well, it it does fill me up especially yeah. if i have like almond milk with it
2: and a banana there yeah, And eating a been p- Yeah I <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> <laughs> I usually use it Because it's <laughs> high protein But then low calories But obviously if you add All that stuff to it yeah. It becomes like It becomes a bit thicker so It's a bit more I like, like a make, milk shake I used to make yeah. an amazing um, Green smoothie Which was So whey protein Almond uh, Not almonds um, Avocado So one avocado Spinach um, Banana And then uh, Whey protein And then milk and, oh my god. Was it so flavoured whey
0: protein or was it unflavoured? Uh, yes, yeah, so vanilla. So vanilla, just, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: So I just wanted to play And it was just so... Sort of um, yeah. And man, it's something like you really, really look forward to. Really thick as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, honestly, there must have been... I mean, that, the calories in that yeah, would have been say, absolutely yeah, huge. Um, so, I yeah.
1: Remember, I, I had a... Um, is it nourishment? A little milkshake thing that you get in a can.
2: Oh, a can yes. House? I know what you mean. I had a
1: client that um, he was having like with them a day because he thought they were like health drinks <laughs> and they, honestly the amount of sugar they've got in him, it's ridiculous <laughs> that's
0: mad um, I love but that. yeah that's hilarious yeah, no, funny do funny. like I, when you when, if you make a protein shake right you can make it into like a bit of a like a bit of a treat can't you because obviously the yeah. flavours of whey protein you can like, especially from rye protein our, other brands are available Um, mm-hmm. but they come in all of the flavors don't they and you can literally have it's mad when you load like apple crumble blueberry cheese yeah. all these random flavors and actually i think they're quite good for like staving off like cravings and things like mm, that if yeah. you're a proper chocolate fiend obviously i know it's not real chocolate but yeah, yeah, yeah. if you love chocolate you can get that chocolate fix to, without
1: to be honest yeah so um i, I say i've given up chocolate i'm still yeah. chocolate flavoured um protein powder but I can have some, get some Greek yogurt, yeah. and a scoop of that there, protein, right? mix it up, throw treat. some blueberries and and not and pecans or something. Yeah, it tastes like a nice little treat. Yeah, yeah what is. a
0: treat, definitely. And actually, it's really going to take, it's going to take you towards what you're trying to do, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to potentially, I you mean, know.
1: It does it taste as good as a Rolo yogurt? No, <laughs> <laughs> not many things good. <coughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's obviously going to be better for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, or as long as it doesn't like take you over your. Well, yeah. That's yeah. the thing, that's isn't it? A, yeah. Over I your mean, calories, because anything can I do that. Do a whole pack of nuts Yeah, yeah, yeah thing, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But it's going to be a healthier, you know, even more even nutrients. if, e- yeah, exactly. Yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? We were talking about earlier about you know just eating good food makes you feel good, or eating he- nutritious food. That's where like I think the whole calories in, calories out thing, the whole debate goes a bit mental because actually, yeah, you can you could you can lose weight drinking beer and eating chocolate if your yeah. calories are lower, but you're going to be, you're going to feel horrendous. Yeah. And you're going to basically, you're going to be pretty hungry as well, you're gonna because be hungry, the food volume going to be nothing. The volume's yeah. going to be nothing. Do you so think like, I
1: could put on weight just eating vegetables?
2: You'd have yeah. to eat like a fridge load uh, every so single, single so day. So. You oh, must be you able to. Like, I mean, you look at v- vegan bodybuilders, like a lot of large proportion of what they're eating yeah. is probably vegetables. I know they're probably in a fair bit of like carbs as well. Rice and potatoes and things like that, but lots of fats. Well yeah, I mean, you you, you could. You just have. To, I mean, you'd have to pretty much eat all day because the, vo- the, like yeah, yeah. the volume, yeah, the volume of what you'd need would be massive. Yeah, I'll but I'll try you could. No, you <laughs> <don't, I'll laughs> try and put that three kilos can just, like just in vegetables. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be,
0: that'd be, oh, you'd have that. Be, would you'd have some just digestional yeah. uh, and intestinal
2: difficulties. Yeah, yeah, that I would could be, suggest. It'd be tough. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, that's
1: not one of my goals.
2: Definitely not. Yeah. Um, so should we talk about a bit of programming stuff today? Yes. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, from the hip. <laughs> so uh, I thought we'd talk about a little bit about a few different things to do with programming, how to set up workouts, basically. So, if you guys were, if there's people out there as a beginner, how would you set up a, a resistance training, so weights training program? What would you, what would your thoughts be around how to set up? If you never lifted weights before, how would you guys do it?
0: Yeah? yeah. Not, yeah. So, see. well, I was gonna say, f- first of all, I if, if you're working with a coach, is find movements that the person can do. Yeah. First and foremost, just to like prevent injury say and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, you'd probably wanna move around like push, pull, hinge, press, that kind of thing. Four yeah. or five movements, maybe, um, that they feel confident to do by themselves. That's the other thing, because the amount of times that we've spent with clients, Getting them on the gym floor, doing all this cool stuff with them, and they love it. And then you write it all down for them, and it's too scary, or they it. Yeah, and they can't do it by themselves. So, you, having that conversation with someone and being like, do you feel confident to do this by yourself? If I wasn't with you in the gym, would you be able to do this? Yes or I no? Think that's, that's a that. really
1: good point because there's an optimal exercise that they could be doing, yeah. but if they're not going to come and do it, well, what's the point? So, yeah. they may as well be doing something that's yeah, like exactly. suboptimal. Don't yeah. they?
0: So like, for instance, like when, for, like when we've done like dumbbell presses with people, so you lie on your back on a bench, do dumbbell presses. It's great with a coach, you know, you've know. got someone there telling you where your hands and elbows and all this sort of stuff need to be. We've also got these rubber tubes that are called vipers, and especially for a beginner, they're not as heavy, but they're joined, they're, it's less scary, you don't need to set a rack up, you still need the bench, but you just lie on the bench and you press it up and down. And for some beginners, that was enough to try and get them going was it optimal? Like you said, no, there's no real progress to it long term, but if it gets them in the gym, gets them moving, gets them a bit more confident with it, mm-hmm. then great. So, and, it,
1: and it means you can sort of upskill them as well. Yeah. So when they, you do take them to a dumbbell, like, oh, yeah. I've oh wow, right I've, the... I've,
0: I've got the right to see this, I've been progressed. You can yeah. kind of have that amazing conversation with them of, you kind of like green light them, give them the power and this authority of like, we don't need that anymore, you've progressed. It's like you pass your driving test, you feel amazing, <laughs> don't you, because you can do it by, do it by yourself and, Imagine someone in a gym who's knowledgeable, who's looking out for you, comes up to you and goes, we don't need to do that anymore. You've done You've done enough of that. This is the next bit. So yeah, kind of going off track a little bit. But yeah, having something that they feel confident doing by themselves, definitely. Mm-hmm. Full body, again, I would suggest full body for someone that's starting out straight away. You're going to hit more muscles. You're not going to get as tired because most people that come into the gym who are detrained, trying to take them through a, body building split where you just do chest or you just do back they're they're yeah. going to be knackered by the end of that and their performance is going to go down and down and down and what really you're going to get out of doing another two chest exercises i would argue not that much mm-hmm. um and then in terms of like rep schemes for that so we say we pick five movements they feel confident with That's full body F- personally i would then get them to do that maybe three times a week Mm -hmm. but on different rep schemes each day just to make it not as potentially boring especially when you're new you kind of want to do sexy stuff but you're not in a position to do that if you've got someone coming in and saying here's a workout we do it three times a week exactly the same so you always do two sets of eight Mm. realistically they're not going to feel that confident to potentially add load each time which is what we need to do if we're going to do that they're not potentially gonna feel that confident to add reps each time. So if you get them to do day one, they do two sets of eight. Day day two, they do, I don't know, three sets of six. And on the last day, they do one set of 15. So it's the same movements. They're getting loads of exposure to these movements. They're gonna get much better at these movements much quicker, because they're doing them three times a week. But it's not the monotony of, well i always do eight reps i always do 4 kilos it's mm-hmm. oh cool today i get to do 6 kilos because i do a few less reps and this day i'm going to do a little bit more and then this day i need to do a little bit lighter and it's going to burn a little bit more so it keeps them i feel it keeps them a little bit more would you, engaged would
1: you like to explain progression to someone when they first start or would you not,
0: <sighs> it here, it, re- I guess. it it really depends i i i would personally because it gets them invested and it gets them going somewhere and it stops them from having that Oh, but I always do it with body weight. It's like, no, literally, I always like, get to people, I was like, right, once you can do four kilos for eight reps of good form, you can never lift four kilos again. That weight is dead to you unless you get warmed up. You've got to do six next time or you've got to do a few more reps. Mm-hmm. And sort of explaining to people that you've got like a rep window to like get into. So yeah. I feel like if you write down two sets of eight for someone, they will always do two sets of eight. Yeah. Whereas if you say to someone, I want you to do two sets of eight to 10, and if you don't quite make 10, it doesn't matter. That's what you're trying to aim for, so you're gonna try and, but as soon as you do two sets of 10, brilliant, we can get to go up and we use, we're gonna start that process again with a slightly heavier weight, so trying yeah. to get to eight to 10. But just keep increasing the reps until you hit 10, and then it gives you the confidence that at the next load increment, you'll definitely be able to do eight of that. Mm-hmm. So have the confidence in yourself, back yourself, that you'll be able to Nine and times again. out of
1: ten would you say people go way too light when they t- uh, are yeah, I obviously it's different. When agree with when that. it's someone like yeah. a newbie and you don't want to like scare or yeah. anything, but they, you know, you look around in the gym sometimes and and hopefully at our place it's not too no, too yeah. bad, but um sometimes you think you you're really not getting much from that at all. Yeah. Um
0: But that's where the resistance training programme for a newbie is different. I think you'd do less weights and a bit more cardio because you can get them to probably work a little bit harder on cardio because they feel yeah. a bit more confident with it until their technique sufficient or good enough to then start to implement that level of this is where you need to take a set yes. of weight training to you've gotta take it to the point where you're thinking, Could I do one or two more? Or oh, may- maybe maybe really not.
1: interesting actually if you think about it, if you get a newbie and they're so on the treadmill. I think they're more likely to get closer to failure on a piece of car- uh, cardio on the treadmill than they are 100%. On doing the bench yeah. press. But 100%. really, when you think about like the like the risk, or you know, you, to to not push out the, the dumbbells and just you know put them on the floor, but to really push yourself on a on a treadmill, that's quite a that's quite a big thing. I think. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't like doing that now. I think it's it's a lot yeah. easier for me to fail um with weights and you know rack the weight or whatever than it is to push myself well i guess that's just that's
2: just like the fear of injury the fear of just not yeah looking fear of injury fear of looking stupid fear of just not really knowing what you're doing with the weights isn't it like once you know because you've done it so many times technique wise that you're just going to re-rack the weight when you get to a point where you can't you know that you can't do more but that's come from years of kind of Knowing what, knowing you, can what do. you can and can't do, knowing the feeling of because some you know, you'll get. I think with newbies, this happens quite a lot where you you get someone that go, especially when you get up to their weight where they are challenged quite a lot. You'll go, they'll go from looking like they're just looking like it's easy, like if it was one of us, you go, That's really easy, and, and then fate, all of a sudden they fall, fall off the edge of the and cliff, square, yeah, and it's exactly. like, I can't, I can't lift, you, it, I can't where, lift my arms so. up. I think with like an advanced or an intermediate advance, you don't really get that. Like, oh, none of us here, we, you, you. I, if I was spotting for one of you guys, I'd be able to tell when I needed to spot. Yeah. I need, I'd be able to tell, okay, the next rep I'm probably going to need to yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with newbies, I think you don't get that, do you? No. Suddenly, they're like, I can't, oh, I can't I'm pinned. Do it. I'm so pinned. You have to be really kind of careful. So I think that's just that feeling of knowing when it really is kind know, of getting sometimes to It's just
1: looking in their face as well. What, what expression they're yeah. You can tell if they're, yeah. they're struggling or they're not. Or, yeah. yeah you've got a little bit more yeah <laughs> my favorite thing is when
0: you finish time you go so on a scale of one to ten how, how did you find out ten's the hardest thing you've ever done one is like easy and they go yeah seven or eight no if it's a seven or eight you're like seven yeah. or eight like yeah. i ain't got much left in me like yeah. nine it was going some so that's always a good thing as well just to kind of get that
2: get that gauge and you just add a couple more on for a newbie yeah cool so and so for how many weeks would you generally so you've got you know you've done that so I agree with what all those things you said I think rep range are maybe tiny bit different but like nothing major. yeah what would you what would you say for rep ranges what would so I, I tend to um, do similar thing but more um, within within sessions so I'll do different rep ranges but within that session okay so for example like I like if I'm doing a total body workout yeah, yeah. it might be I tend to have like a if for a newbie maybe an a and a b workout so they'd go through so three days a week as yeah, well yeah. but they go through slightly different exercises because I have an a and a b so it, one yeah. day might be like for example lower bodies like a squat yeah um some form of squat goblet squat or you know body yeah, yeah. weight squat or whatever it might be but a squat or for some description and then the second session would be more like a deadlift pattern oh uh, yeah yeah so then like I'd you know, if that was superset with an upper body, usually I'd do like lower body, upper body supersets, because yep. I just think again, it gets the heart rate up a little bit more. Um, or i will do three exercises where i will do lower body, upper body core, I do that yep. quite a lot as well. So it just kind of hits every you fit, muscle Yeah, muscle yeah, yeah. i do that for maybe two or three circuits within that total body, Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, and then I generally would do more kind of like, it might be three sets of six to eight, for the first one yeah. and then 8 to 10 and then 10 to 12 or or, yeah, ten, or yeah. 10 to 15 or something like that or 12 to 15 so it's kind of like different rep ranges within the cert, within, within the that session surfy, rather yeah. than like over so it's kind of the, the whole same day. as what you're yeah. doing but in one day rather than in 3 yeah, days Yeah I
0: think I think personally I would do that with a personal training client because yeah. I'm in control of yeah. that so right. yeah, yeah. it's more for me if I'm giving a program to a newbie Fine. for them, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the difference, we kind of come out from a slightly yes. different point of view. Yeah, yeah. If you're giving it to someone as a newbie, yeah. I think make it as simple for them to read as possible. Yeah, like, if if it, like, I would just say, I would argue that if you're a newbie and you're going, you know, right, I've got to train by myself and one exercise I've got to do six to eight, the next sure. one is eight to 10, yeah, but then I've right. got to do a different one at the bottom and I've got to go through that as a circuit. Perfect as a coach, I love it. You're gonna get them engaged. It's interesting. It's you know, it's fun, and it's that yeah. if they're by themselves just in the gym for the first time, yeah, and going oh on day on Monday I squatted today I've got a deadlift oh, which which was keeping my hips high, which was bending more of my knees. It's just that kind yeah, of yeah. for think, me, that's the kind of.
1: Do you think that um, CrossFit type workouts can be good for newbies? <sighs> going in and saying right today. You're gonna do, I don't know. A, a kilometre on the treadmill, then you've got to do a hundred press ups, and you obviously this this is quite a lot for a right? Yeah, you so, say, yeah. yeah. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's comp- something completely different the next week.
2: So, what are
1: your thoughts? Do you, I don't,
2: I don't think so. I think, I think you. I, it's not that I don't think. I think there's obviously loads of people out there who've done CrossFit as a newbie, or they yeah. haven't trained for years, and they'll go into CrossFit and they'll and they'll do it, and they'll get really good results. So I don't think it's that you can't get good results, but I think that um, the it's the you mentioned it in terms of learning the skill, yeah. like lifting weights as a skill, and so learning that skill, the more often you do it, the the better you're going to get at yeah. it. Mm. So a lot of those, you know, the fir- we know that the first six weeks. A lot of the benefits you'll get from strength is mainly neurological anyway. So you yeah. won't really look physically. You won't look much different because you're not really gaining muscle mass. You're not mass. pushing yourself hard you're, enough. You're, like, you're not you're, stimulating you're, no. that internal response
0: of the body to lay down new tissue. Exactly. It's you're, you're more just, like you're motor just programming. Working. Yeah. It's motor. It's that
2: motor gives control. You more confidence. Exactly. Oh that. yeah. There's, I mean, there's huge benefits to it because if you don't go through that stage, then you can't get through to the next stage. But yeah. like, I think that learning the skill of lifting is really important. And if you're doing that multiple times a week, then obviously you're gonna get better at doing those yeah. lifts. And then when you're confident with those lifts, then you can start loading up. Heavier. Yeah, that's why for um,
0: me, I'd give a beginner the same workout three yeah. times and expose them to yeah. it a lot. Because then you do it for less, I I would argue you'd give that program for less time. Yeah. So, you know, like with a PT client, I, I love your AB a, B stuff definitely. that's I've done that with loads of clients and I still do now. For the newbie by themselves, you're going to expose them to a squat three times a week yeah. and you know on on a b program it might be once one week and twice another yeah so I know, in order to progress them and get them up to a level where we can start to see more gains across a three-week period they've squatted nine times they're going to be quite good by then as opposed to two one two one they've done it four or five times depending yeah. where they are so yeah, yeah. I would argue, especially in that early stage we're going to see more com- uh, Bigger increase in confidence, quicker because they'll have done it more, and yeah. that's when you then can say, right, I'll now add in that second exercise, and then you, I then would say transition to that AB then, yeah. with you know the next five exercises that are full body that complement it. Mm-hmm. So it's just that that's where I would take it to there definitely. I'd just you know yeah. start one.
2: I guess that's why like with like there's simple programs like things like strong lifts and stuff which are literally basically squat bench, bench 3 times dead. a week monday yeah. wednesday friday 5 5 sets of 5, five so yeah. you do the same rep range every time and your only aim is just to slightly increase the weight each time so you're just getting good at those skills and it's yeah. bench press squat and deadlift pretty much and i think within that program i think there is overhead press as well so it's kind of yeah. like overhead press squat deadlift i think there's a, a, there's a few there's a few assistance lifts you can do but yep. basically the, the majority the of the session is like three three exercises and you do the same yeah. ones every every day and I think for a lot of people, that probably would get them much better results than they get doing their. Yeah, right. stuff.
0: It's like we always say, don't we, Chris? If I say there's a thousand pounds on the table, and I want you to bench hundred kilos, I don't know if you can. or can't do that. I would imagine you, you probably can. Probably there and there about. Yeah. There. <laughs> all right. So, so <laughs> 150 kilos. <Yeah>. You're gonna <laughs> bench. You're, be yeah, hour. yeah. You're gonna bench press a lot. Yeah. You you're gonna expose yourself to that skill more than once more than once a week, I would argue. Yeah, yeah, You know, especially at that level. If it was, um, if you were, you know, if the weights were like much, much heavier and really gonna tax your central nervous system, then maybe you wouldn't do it as much. But then I'd argue your skill would be quite good because you've done it a lot to get up to 200 kilo bench press or whatever it is. But yeah. that's gonna take more out of you each time. You know, could you, you know, squat super, super heavy three times a week I don't know I'd argue so that's, not
2: that, so that's interesting in terms of that probably pro- like progresses nicely into thinking about programming for strength so if someone yep. was like so we talked about a newbie getting into the gym for the first yeah. time but what about if someone's specifically wanting to gain strength where would, where would that programming for people that are out there listening where would that programming differ from someone just a gen- general resistance training program mm there's a question, is there? It, again, it do you, depends. Do you feel
1: like you've got to earn the right to do... No, I was going to say, oh. the right to do a strength training programme? Do you have to go through the newbie steps of doing... Because you wouldn't...
0: Yeah, I, definitely. But I would probably start someone on a more of a strength base with lower reps if they're a newbie, because if your skill's not very good don't go and don't yeah. suddenly give someone a weight and do here do this 15 times when they can barely even do it for five I'd much rather give them a little bit more weight and then be like do five really good ones it's a bit like a golf swing you know what am I going to get more out of going and hitting 50 balls taking my time getting into it working on something from a coach or going right happy hour 100 balls thwack 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 if I can't swing a club don't swing a 100 times rubbish swing it 50 times and maybe be well, guess, a bit better I guess
2: I guess the um Sort of the flip flip side would be, if you're choosing choosing an appropriate weight for say ten to twelve reps to start with, you're and you're and you're obviously getting them to focus on doing every rep with good form. Then you're getting more motor learning by doing it twelve times than you would by doing it five times.
1: Yeah. When you first do your um, like your level two qualification, pretty much the the it's 10 to 12, isn't you To start 10 with. Or yeah. 12, 10 to 15. 15, 12 to 15. Yeah, 15. That, I think that's, that's mad like, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where yeah. I, like, I can see totally both sides of the argument, yeah. to be yeah. honest.
0: Because. It's also, as well, for me, if you're going to get someone to do it 12 or 15 times, again, I'd argue that it's not going to be heavy enough to stimulate any kind of response. And also, you know, if you pick up, and also if we're talking about people airing on the side of caution, maybe not going heavy enough anyway, and they finish off with a are If you pick up four kilo dumbbells and do a shoulder press, I would argue that you're more likely to do it wrong with four kilos, because it's not heavy enough yeah, to feel. That, yeah. You don't know where your hands are. Mm. You could do it out to the side like a funky chicken or at weird angles. If it was a little bit heavier, I feel like you're forced into better form because it's heavier that's and you can you, you feel it more yeah. as a newbie I
2: think I think that's where the appropriate appropriate weight comes into play that's what that needs to be right because I think if you're doing I think because with a newbie as well I think there's a fear of going really heavy or yeah. going what's perceived for them for them to be heavy yeah, yeah. which is where the kind of because I I, I I put it out there I personally think that if it's a complete newbie, around that sort of eight to twelve rep yeah. range is for me what I would be going yeah, yeah. for, um, because I think that it's a weight that you, if you find an appropriate weight for that rep range, I feel like you are. Because I agree with you, if you if you if you, a lot of people go too light, yeah, and then they don't do good form and they're ingraining bad habits. But if you're yeah. doing it with an appropriate weight, with good form for that level, I would say that once you're once you, you're getting someone lifting. To their say, let's say their true eight to ten rep mass, yes. Once, oh, they're totally. doing, once they're doing that, they're going to feel more confident about doing like a five because they've got used right. to how yeah, it yeah. feels to actually be quite loaded at yeah. an eight rep. Once you do eight, when you're doing something eight for heavy, five is not it's that quite far, quite exciting, away, isn't it? Like no. it's, it's you know, it's not that yeah. far, and you know that they can feel that feeling of like this is now really I quite can feel hard. the muscles working, feel the muscle working, yeah. working hard and doing it with good form. So yeah. I feel like that's where I would go with them, but obviously, struck from a for me, from a strength point of view, obviously you are working more that neurological system, so it is kind of going down to more of your sort of three to five reps. Yeah. Really, that's where you want to be aiming to be. So that's like the strong lifts, five by fives. You know, probably a few more sets with a lower rep range. Yeah, I don't know even there's a Pavel Tatsu line. Have you heard? Yeah, of the he's a Russian bowler, kettlebell guy. Yeah. So he talks a lot about three by threes, basically. Yeah. So doing a weight. And he talks a lot about never to failure. So basically, every- for strength, rep, for, that strength, is. for, for strength, pure strength, for strength, yeah, yeah. So not for muscle mass building, because no. we know that there's those other things that we, which we might talk about in a second. We we need to do when we're programming for that. But in terms of strength, basically three by three are a weight that you can do, um, and then almost doing that frequently. Yeah. So, but so again, it's the skill of doing it. So doing it almost. He, I think he sometimes says daily, do it every single yeah. day three times three but every rep is perfect is form and it's and it's and it's hard but doable if that yeah. makes sense because then you just build and then every time you're yeah. trying to build that strength because it always says heavy, heavy, rep heavy,
0: number heavy. one of the of the three by three and rep number nine of the three four look the same yeah that's for me that's key like at the yeah. end of it, it should still look exact same and that's why, like when i've done like strength training with athletes and clients and things like that i like to keep the reps the total number of reps below 10 Mm so I typically something I often go to is to move them through like progress so like week one or session one is three by three the next session is then four by two at a slightly heavier weight so depending on the movement two and a half to five kilo increase as long as it's appropriate and not just because that's what it says but you know, and then finishing off on the final week five by one and then going back to three by three again but selecting the weight that you did at the four by two day so say you do 50 kilos, 55, 60, for those rep schemes, and then you start the process again at three by three, but you do 55, 60, 65, come back again, then you do 60, 65, yeah. 70, and you're staggering people through. How
1: often that? would you do a one rep max then?
0: Never. Never do it. Personally, never. I, again, I, I think, again, I've said this to clients numerous times, the risk associated with a with a true one rep max yeah. is far too great. We're dealing with. You know, I'm I'm lucky I deal with a couple of runners and stuff like that, which is great fun. But we're not they're not elite level or anything like that. But the risk of them potentially getting injured off of a one rep max is is massive. A lot of the people I work with are business owners and sometimes they come into train to me, they've had to stay late at work, you know, something's happened and they're their one rep maxes for me are too they're too variable based on too many situations. So like you know poor sleep poor nutrition stressed uh, thinking about other things i think you've got to be proper amped up to lift a true one rep max mm. and i think it's too variable as a measure so i like to do doubles and triples as a measure so it's like our free rep max is this that's what we then that's what we then gauge on
1: it takes a lot of time as well if you're yeah. coaching someone and they're yeah. paying you x amount of money for the hour
2: and
0: I you're like doing
1: single, you're single single yeah.
2: single and that's i think it's a pt you would do i think you could do it, you could do it as as testing um, like the per- uh, if you're an individual not a PT or whatever but if you just want to like if someone's listening here and they want to know what their one rep max is I think you can do that but like Nick said I think a true one rep max for most people is not really going to be relevant I think no. obviously if you're someone that's like for example a power, like doing powerlifting if, if you're, it's your sport you oh do, my god if you're programming yeah, for strength you're powerlifting you need to do yeah. that just to know and also to know where your trainer like Jack will obviously do one yeah. like rep max testing and stuff of course that's um, totally different that's his sport yeah but So, and, but even, uh, I think even if you're so if even you're... if you're someone that's just like goes to the gym as a recreation but you, you're really trying to focus on getting stronger I think those people start to get more into your intermediate advanced lifters where they've done it for a while and stuff and I think those people, you know, we've probably got people down here in, the, in the, that use the free weights area that actually doing a one rep max to see where they would see where they mm. are is something On that, that they could consider. Um, but like you said, I think probably doing like because you can work out your one rep max, can't you? you, you use four, It's calculus. not going to be. It's not going to use the formula. Like yeah, do do a three rep max, which is a lot safer. And then just work out what your one-rep max, your one rep max now, is. Your theoretical one-rep max is. Now, it might not be perfect, but it's going to be there and thereabouts. Yeah. So, for the, for the like you said, for the sake of actual safety, yeah. it's probably better to just do the three-rep and with perfect form yeah. and then actually then just... Because the
0: thing is, you can still push three reps. You can yeah. still make that heavy and like a little yeah. bit... And, and even, a double and, as well. To, exactly yeah, the same. I was going
2: to say, even if you say, right, we're going to do a three-rep max... And you, if you go up to a weight where you can't do three reps because you can only do two, you can then use that two rep your two max rep max. as your as your workout formula exactly. for the one rep max. Yeah. So it's like you almost missing the three but getting the two, and that's where I think three is quite good because if you go for the two, and then you, the you're... miss the second, yeah, exactly. Then you're not Th- quite. And,
0: and again, that ain't going to be your one rep max. No, you know that, no. that because you went for the second or you had a little bit more and you got it off the floor yeah. or got it off your chest, or whatever it is. Yeah.
2: Out of
1: interest, Chris, um, have you had many People come into the the clinic and said, "Oh, you know, I've done a one rep max and I've hurt myself." or you Very know, few. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because? they're Not getting injured doing it, or is it because there's very few people doing one rep maxes?
2: Out I of think the second, the latter, yeah. I don't think many people do one mm. rep maxes to be honest with you. And I, and I think if people are doing one rep maxes, that's probably not their where sp- they're getting injured. No, it's their sport because they, because if you're doing a one rep max, a you probably do know you know what you're doing because most people don't know, know don't yeah. even really know to do that, they don't, wouldn't know how you know, unless you're experienced in the gym, I think you probably wouldn't do a one rep max, and then also. I think when you're doing a one rep max, there's a mentality of this is going to be heavy. And so most people would kind of warm up quite well. They'd work up to that weight. So actually you're probably less likely to get into doing that you know what? than that's doing like a really a heavy point. five really or eight or five 10 or whatever. Five, yeah. Exactly. Five rep would be that something. It's
1: really interesting. That, that's where I think I did my shoulder when I was bench pressing that, do you remember when I came mm-hmm. up my neck, my shoulder, my neck was really bad and yeah. and previously I'd, I didn't really warm up. I know it's bad,
3: but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> and that,
1: yeah. And <clears throat> that was probably one of those occasions.
2: <clears throat> yeah, no, definitely. Um, so well, yeah, so I think strength, if people are out there in terms of programming, definitely you want to be at those lower rep ranges, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, what about things like sports? So if someone says, I want to, be uh better at my sport if you're if you were programming for someone that's um looking at kind of training in the gym to supplement their sport rather than as a standalone i want to yeah. look good blah blah blah.
1: i think there's a lot of crossover with most sports though because usually someone wants to be more powerful mm-hmm. you know faster yeah. and typically you use the same protocol you know the strength training or you know really low oh, rep stuff and yeah potentially plyometric stuff yeah, um definitely. which we haven't yeah. really spoke about have we no. is it something that you program a lot with your plyometrics for your
0: i i i, I do and I don't, it depends again it always it always depends on their their ability how strong they are because ultimately i when the the athletes that i work with i just want to make them a better athlete so like mark comes he's a triathlete right he competes for gb I'm not trying to make him a better triathlete, that's what his triathlon coach does. He writes his, his run programs, his tri- his mm. bike programs, his swimming stuff, you know, how long for and technique and stuff like that. Ultimately, I'm just trying to present Mark to his coach as a better athlete, as a stronger athlete, so with a stronger core, better range of motion, you know, a strong hip hinge, a strong knee flexion, strong hamstrings, you know, all those so things how that...
1: how different would that be then, so... To say, if a young footballer or a footballer came yeah, came yeah. along, would it be very different to what you're doing? Not really. I don't think so.
0: Just again, it's just case specific, isn't it? So yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, there'll be Mark, some subtle changes. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But, but like Mark, Mark often because he's a he's a tall athlete, he tends to present with quite weak glutes. Just whatever if for whatever it is. so we spend a lot of time on that. Whereas this younger kid might come in and might be really strong there and actually be quite poor eccentric hamstring strength Mm. so let's build that up to make sure that that doesn't let him down because ultimately for this footballer to be a better footballer you don't get better footballer being in the gym you get a better footballer playing football so if i can present him make him less prone to injury make him a stronger athlete
2: he's then going to be able to play more football to get better at football i think i think where it would differ for me would be sports that involve more, like you said, power stuff, I would would it, I would program plyometrics type stuff or Olympic lifting type stuff into their program. If you're trying to, if it's true performance you're going for, I wouldn't do full lifts for those people. I know we talked about it briefly yeah. on the podcast yeah, with Jack, with Jeff, but I do yeah. modified lifts, but just to, in, to improve power. Because obviously, if you've got like a footballer, a rugby player, American football, all these types of sports where you've got a multiple facets of that yeah. game, you're going to have situations where you want to be able to jump high you want power football headers etc american football like explosive and um, sprinting speed same thing with rugby that explosive power jumping as well in rugby um, and so and equally upper body as well you want that power in the upper yeah. body particularly in rugby and american football handoffs. so mm. that's where the like you program maybe more things like medicine ball throws upper body plyometrics as well as lower body yeah, plyometrics mm. and i think that Quite nice things to do is um, concurrent training, which is basically where you have or complex training, where you have yeah. strength movements and then plier movements together. So you do like a two, three rep max squat, for example, and then go straight into five reps of, of box jumps of or broad thing, jumps yeah. or vertical jumps, yeah. and then you kind of combine the two. And I think when you do that plyometric training, if people are out there doing it, you shouldn't be doing it to fatigue. So it shouldn't yeah. be like with Chase CrossFit where you go in like yeah. yeah, it's like absolute for four to five. As yeah. soon, basically, I think. I got taught that when, with with plyometrics type of stuff, as soon as your speed or your performance starts to drop, you Done. stop basically. Yeah. So if you're doing broad jumps and you're significantly, uh, just in terms of because you're diminishing returns in terms yeah. of like you're, you're not you're no longer actually really improving the system, so, so then just that stop where, and recover.
1: You know, CrossFit can become.
2: That's that's where you you know, the when argument, they
1: say you've got to do twenty box jumps. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, the argument, my argument for that would be that. You're not doing that to improve your plyometric skill and no, speed and power s- you're just doing it for fatigue yeah. which there's nothing wrong with that but you just have to understand that if you're someone who's playing a specific sport and you want to just purely improve performance then you wouldn't do plyometrics like you would do it in crossfit in terms of yeah. multiple multiple box jumps i think you know you look at we talked about the nfl earlier you look at the way they train they the way they train i think is pretty up there with how you would train for a lot of explosive sports they yeah. do a lot of explosive work they do a lot of heavy stuff they do modified mm-hmm. olympic lifts yeah. and then they do accessory movements for injury prevention that's mm-hmm. kind of the way you would do it, that's for, it, for isn't you just know it in that in that session that's yeah. they're the things that you want to focus on and obviously like you said it's it's supplementary so you probably would program that as more of those um sessions so maybe three or four times a week um off season and then maybe in when you come into the season you'd have less of that because you've obviously got other training yeah and then when you get if you're doing events then the closer it's you get to the event the, the less of again, the strength yeah. training you'd get to so you'd actually reduce the strength training down as you get closer to the yeah. event to improve to include more sports specific yeah, stuff but a runner simple. runner for example i wouldn't probably do that much part, like a triathlete because they're not really doing that much out and out power work you, I probably mm. wouldn't do that much stuff it would be strength Rehabilitation, yeah. like not rehabilitation, but injury prevention so type like, of stuff, yeah. So for Mark, range exactly, yeah. of movement, mobility,
0: yeah. So for Mark, when he's not competing, that's when we try and build strength. We yeah. spend most of our time outside of competition, really hammering hard on building stuff up. Yeah, when it's then in season, we're just about maintaining that and yeah. making sure that performance so levels that, don't what drop. What does
1: that look like in rep ranges? What, it, d- it, d- it
0: depends. So again, so it'd be like, well, pretty much similar.
1: I know, oh took a deadlift you would yeah, work yeah. with a deadlift in season what would it look like in comparison to off season
0: to be fair we just probably cut the volume down right. so say we do like you know four sets of 2 outside a season trying to increase that number we might do two sets of 2 at that same weight so you're hitting the same you're hitting the same intensity of work so you're recruiting hopefully the same muscle fiber, same high hold high motor units and all that sort of stuff but we're not accruing the same amount of fatigue. I don't want him to come in and get tired from our training because he's going to be competing, doing the running, yeah. building yeah, that's that. That's really key. So point it's you
3: don't want
2: actually. to be sore. No, yeah,
3: into a run. exactly.
2: So I always say it to Mark, with I want you to leave.
0: I want you to leave here feeling better than what you did when you came in. It's interesting as well because we do a lot of stuff like force production is still important in in like in season and sports. So we would we also taper through. A lot of sort of like thinking is that. The closer you get to competition, the more single leg work you do and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But we've, this year, we've flipped that. So we started with the single leg work off-season, built up any imbalances between left and right side, again, helps with injury prevention and stuff like that. As we're coming in closer to the competitive season, we've then started doing the double leg work, so again, squats and deadlifts and things like that, because you produce more force in those. And when you're running, that's when you want to produce the most force. Mm -hmm. So don't suddenly cut the weight in half and do single leg stuff, because... You don't lift as much weight and that's the kind of thing so hopefully that's going to help him peak better he's going to be in a much better physical state come competition time this year and same for billy as well so i'm really excited and if he it's, doesn't it's your fault <laughs> yeah well that's exactly part of it isn't it you know i yeah. i owe it to him it's like yeah. you know i'm so lucky that he invests his time yeah. in me that i i, I owe him the best which i are always trying to come up with the, net, the you know optimal for him and you know go from there so I'm very lucky that he trusts me enough to just blindly follow, kind of what I what I do and suggest and say. So, do you think yeah. that
1: people that train for a sport usually train harder? Is that a fair comment, or or maybe they're trained wiser? I guess is what they should do.
0: I sometimes think there's more purpose to it because a lot of people that compete have a have a event coming up or a thingy, so they're they're more focused in that way. The people that come in and say, "Oh, I want to lose weight." There's no real end goal to it there's my attention no time frame to it so it's like yeah i train hard but if i don't train this week it doesn't really matter you know whereas you know the people that the athletes i work with is like i've only got four opportunities to get better maintain my strength make sure i'm injury prevention before the big day whereas you know people that want to lose weight don't have that as much so i don't know you get people that do train incredibly hard is it guided? Is it? That's the, the that, that.
1: that's I the thing that I'm thinking. But, yeah. I train four times
0: a day, but for what for what reason? I you know, agree. I you do know, agree with that. I smash myself, but what? for? Sometimes four?
1: less is more. Like you, using the box jumps, for example, you know, to do five really good quality box jumps, and then step back for three minutes and have a breather. Yeah. Uh, uh, in comparison to doing twenty. And, you yeah, that's I think I
2: think that's where it comes into. Understanding, understanding why you're doing what you're doing is sometimes important because there's not pe- enough that understanding. Y- yeah. Yeah. yeah, because also people chase the feeling of like, and I think people here do that to a certain degree. Some people chase the feeling if they if they left, for example, they left the, the gym without feeling knackered yeah, and yeah. totally so beaten yeah. up. They they wouldn't like it. Whereas. Yeah. Your client that you've got that's leaving and actually not feeling massively fatigued, yeah. in his situation, that's a much, much better way yeah. to be. But for some people, that would feel uncomfortable because it would feel like they weren't were actually improving, yeah. but they, they actually but but they on often the,
0: would be. But on the flip side of that, for Mark and Billy as well, is they come in, they'll be trained, they leave, you know, even with Billy a little bit, I have to like pull the brakes on her a little bit and be like, no, we t- take your time, that was hard. Like, you need to, we need yeah. to let your sensualness recover. The, they see their progress in their times. Yeah, that's that's the difference. It's yeah. like th- there's that that um, what's the loop that they say? It's like a action uh, reinforcement loop, or whatever okay. it is. Like mm-hmm. they see that the work we're doing is being manifested in yeah. better times, running faster. You know,
2: all that sort of stuff. And so also he's going sm- to smash, him, smash himself in like interval training, yeah, training sessions yeah, yeah. and like, yeah. he's going to have sessions where he's smashing himself. So, but like, I think people yes. assume with workouts sometimes where like with that sport specific stuff, it's like, if you understand that you're doing this box jump because you want to become more vertically powerful, yeah. for example, then you, you, you won't mind resting for three minutes and just feeling totally fine and not out of breath, yeah. et cetera. But if you're, if you're thinking, oh, I've got to do loads of them because basically I'm not yeah, feeling that I'm not feeling tired. It's so really
1: coming back to... And I, I pretty much sit on the fence of both what you were saying, but um, if it is a newbie and if you do like four or five reps of them or eight or whatever, psychologically, I don't think they think they've worked as hard as if they've done 15 and perhaps got a bit more of a sweat on and maybe got a little bit more out yeah. of breath. So it, it's probably equally as good or better I don't know to do six reps but from a psychological perspective I think doing I don't know three sets of 15 and they might have got out of breath a little bit more I don't know maybe that would encourage them and make them feel like when they leave the gym they've done a little bit more and going back to to the newbie it's so key I think that they do get a bit of a sweat on and they do feel like they've achieved something because um and we didn't really mention this because there's the strength training god I'm obviously a big proponent of it it's just it is everything yeah. but um, sometimes I think trainers can can do that and just focus too much on that and forget about getting them hot and sweaty because yeah sometimes when you get hot and sweaty it feels pretty good
3: and it mm. feels like you've done something yeah, and, yeah. you
1: know you you earned your share and you you know we we've all done a strength training program where sometimes you walk out and don't get me wrong. I never feel like that was, you know, that was easy. But y- yeah,
0: I think it's different on that front as well. Like, I think that's where you need to hammer home like logbooks and things like that. Because if you see your numbers going up, then you know you're making progress, regardless yeah. of how you feel. Yeah. So Tra- I I posted something about it the other day. I I trained last Wednesday. I was knackered walking into the gym. My heart rate was in the toilet. I had literally I had 60 reps in an hour. Right. Normally I'm like 150. I was so exhausted, and but I beat every single lift, I progressed everything. If I'd looked at that as a newbie point of view, I'd have looked at my my zone and gone, well that's a shit workout, what was the point of that? Mm. And actually, I've looked in my logbook and I've gone, well I added three reps there, five reps there, added five kilos to that one, wicked, what, what a great oh. session, brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't have that, and it's, you're just chasing the feeling, if you're always just chasing the feeling, mm. I would argue that you'll, you'll never progress. It's like people that come in and just chase the pump. Oh, just come in and get a pump. The pump does help with muscle building and all that sort of stuff, but it's not the key driver. If you mm. constantly do that, you're going to end up spinning your wheels and actually never... You're never going to progress anything, and that's why if you if you log it, and I th- I you think, know you are.
2: I think it's different. Um, I totally agree with that, and I think that is a really good point because I think when you log stuff, you're right. Like you're going to have days when you don't feel great that actually your performance might be better, yeah. and so that's... But I think... Um, equally that feeling of so I'll often so with newbies and with most clients often what I like to do is things like finishers because I think that what that does is the best of both worlds where you get you do your strength stuff first and you get your your quality reps and you do a circuit at the end where you just smash them for five minutes where it's just like right we're going to throw in some burpees some squat thrusts some mountain climbers some this and that stuff that isn't really going to injure someone and you don't yeah. really mind if their form isn't maybe really perfect yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit ropey yeah. but they're going to get their heart rate going to go yeah. through the roof and they're going to feel like they get that buzz not <laughs> so death at the end the but they're going to feel knackered at the end this basically. is the
0: difference in what we're talking about is you're talking about doing that with someone. You're talking about doing it with someone. Yeah. If you've got a brand new newbie, yeah. and then you write to them finisher, and they're looking around the gym and going, so I've got to use the rower and yeah, do right. burpees and totally, totally, do presses, totally right. that's a bit so, overwhelming. Is that, where you, the top. is
1: that where you think interval training can play a big yeah. part? Because yeah, because it's, it's, it's just one bit of equipment. Know, one bit of yeah. equipment, yeah. you're in yeah. a safety zone on yeah. the row. All you've got to do is row half for 30 seconds and then rest yeah. of the face. Tabata stuff, Tabata's a perfect example. Eight, four minutes.
2: Eight rounds, twenty seconds hard, ten seconds like, slow. Would you, would T- s- pick a piece of cardio, yeah. whatever you yeah. enjoy doing, go for it.
1: I think most people feel more comfortable doing that sort of thing on a piece of equipment rather than yeah. doing star jumps or like yeah. burpees cause you. With would,
2: again, that's where the with a client versus on your own. Yeah, career, that's yeah the on your own, isn't it? Yeah. The finisher might be to batter on the rower, to batter on the treadmill, yeah. you know, on the ski erg, whatever. Yeah, I, d- yeah, I agree with that. It's
1: definitely. very rare when you know not just our gym, any gym that I walk into where you see someone that's doing that sort of thing like burpee, bodyweight stuff by themselves. You other know, than the CrossFit gyms. Yeah, Other yeah. than CrossFit gyms and, or other than people that look really super fit. and Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, it's that, a really that, good point. That's something that we're going to bolt. If anyone's listening and they want to do a newbie workout, you do your again it goes back to what you learn at when you do your level 2 training to be a personal trainer or fitness instructor it's pretty much do a warm-up yeah um, do some strength tr- do a, a press a pull a, a, a leg thing yeah then do some hit or interval type things at the end and then maybe Stretch. some maybe some core and some stretching Stretch some yeah. 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 And, that is and
0: feel accomplished and feel good about it and do things you enjoy things that don't hurt yeah, Off you go. things that don't make you feel like you're silly either, because you know we've. It's funny, isn't it? The more, the more we've learned, and the more we've worked with clients. I'm sure, uh, you know, speak for me and Aidan on this. The more we've done, when we first opened, it, it was like, oh my god, we've got all these amazing programs and da, 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 look at all that we can do and all that we know. It's
1: regressed.
0: And actually, I've probably gone, gone full circle. The more I've done, the more clients I've worked with, the easier, I've, the simpler yeah, I've 100%. made it. Because ultimately, that that's what's the that's the best gets yeah. people in the gym if you can explain it and get them to buy in i think that's the other thing people yeah, you, need to buy really, i was awful for you were it guilty of like going bloody crazy hell
1: Showing them all sorts of like amazing yeah. things and they didn't you know who
0: did it no one because it was too much it was yeah. too complicated it was you know just it was four bits of equipment and you move into this yeah. and it's really exciting and you're like oh my god i'm sorry for all those people i worked with in my first year of training because <laughs> i probably made it way too complicated way over the top bamboozled
2: yeah i think that that's where was that a workout or a hurricane i don't know but that's where the exercise selection becomes obviously an important factor with all this programming because like for most people i would say there are obviously there's times for isolation exercises but for most people out there for for weight loss and and especially the newbies just learning skill of doing like some of those compound, some of the yeah. keys li- so they sound yeah. simple but like learning how to do a proper deadlift learning yeah. how to do a proper squat doing a proper bench press doing a proper overhead press there's just kind of you know compound i would say compound lifting learning to do proper compound lifting and then a few isolation things in there is is for me better for most people yeah. than doing you know Loads and loads of isolation stuff when yeah. you're doing like chest flies into incline flies yeah. into uh, like well, flying machines think that's into. Quite boring as well. Yeah,
1: like I'm, I'm, I've done all of that, and you know it's it's cool when you're doing it and perhaps you're younger and yeah, but I don't I think that gets quite boring for most people.
2: But really, most pro- a lot of progress in my view happens from just getting stronger, and so. Yeah. To do that, you need to do the same exercises this is the for thing, a period say, yeah. of time yeah. and actually just focus on that. Yeah. And then... And that's focus where on I, progressing it. Progressing it. You've got to
0: understand, like, I've been deadlifting since I was 16, 17. I started weightlifting, like, training for like running and stuff like that. And I thought, again, it had to be this, do that, do that. When actually, I'm still deadlifting now. And am I that much stronger than I was back then? Probably not, because I haven't because I thought you had to do the next thing and do the next thing, and actually just understand that you're (laughs) you're gonna just, I'm gonna deadlift forever, so I might as well just carry on doing the same thing and add weight each week, or add reps, because that's gonna see long-term progress rather than going, I'm gonna do it for six weeks and I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna pause at the knee this block and then next time I do it, I'm gonna go from a deficit and all that stuff, and I just think, Nick, you're a twat, why did you not just invest in going, get a little bit stronger every single week, understand that I'm gonna deadlift once or twice a week Every week for forever yeah I'm going to see far more progress doing that. okay then, here's a
1: question because that's probably my answer. What what exercise would you or again, it depends on the person. but yeah, let's yeah. just say most people have got a healthy back and, well, yeah, yeah. and healthy mm-hmm. knees. What exercise would you definitely? It's always on the
0: top of your list. Oh, I love it because the one I would give to people is the one I'd tell people not to do as well. Like, I love barbell deadlifts. I love it. Would I recommend it to most people? No. Would I get everyone to do it? Yes. D- do you know what I mean? You probably see more harm than good from it, but you see yeah. so much good from it when it's done well. Yeah.
3: It's
1: it's really, it, oh, there's a minefield in I itself. Do barbell, I do. That's yeah. probably mine actually trap trap bar is what I like
0: trap bars trap like bars is probably what I'd recommend to yeah. people more yeah you, but I'd want to get I'd like to get everyone to do barbell deadlifts because I just love them
1: I'm gonna go with that
3: yeah. I always used to not mad, know, i can do
1: it and Jack will vouch for this but a, a clean and press type movement I always thought that's such a good movement because it uses yeah. so much of the body yeah. it's hard work yeah. it, you know I think that's up there as one of the kings of exercises yeah. so is
2: this is this because i find this question interesting is this what you what, so i'm going to ask a slightly different <sighs> question if you could if you could get a client to do one exercise perfectly which exercise would that be
1: well on that then maybe like a clean and press i don't know
2: so might well i've got yeah or
1: or or you'd argue um what's it called the is it the bear
2: Oh, the bear, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: you'd argue that because you're just doing everything, but that's no. But one,
2: yeah. But one exercise rather than a complex. If
1: if you've got to go to desert island and you're only allowed to pick one exercise to do,
2: yeah. But you, but you you know, it's basically what I'm saying is, it's an exercise that you've you've know progressed it with this person. They can do it. They can now do it really well. But UK can only do that one exercise forever. Which exercise would it be?
1: I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for someone else to answer. Well, so my, 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 my person would
2: be an overhead squat. Whoa, barbell barbell wow. overhead squat. Ooh, because cheeky. if you can do an overhead squat, then you've got good shoulder mobility, good hip mobility, yep. you've got good strength in the yep. scapula, good strength yep. in shoulders, good strength in, in the lower body. You're kind of strong everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you can do it with good form, obviously. yeah, co- yeah, that's, so the, that's why I've yeah, because yeah, 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 most always. people can't do overhead squats no. very well. But the reason they can't do that well is because they don't have the mobility and strength. Things. So if they could do that well, you're kind of hitting lots of things with that one movement. And uh, I mean, so you could argue a snatch, I guess, as well. If you could do that, then again, you've got all those different things. Again, I think clean and press is a is a good, is a, yeah, a, a really good one because you've got the lower body strength, the upper body strength. But for me, probably be an overhead squat just because of. Yeah, well, no, I'm gonna go one. an
1: overhead squat next week. What are you gonna go and do yeah. it? Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some with like a broomstick. It's
2: good to warm. Wa- it's a good one to good warm, warm up, up with. Yeah. yeah, warm up with the, with the uh, bands. Just I use the bands quite often and just do some overhead squats to start with, just to warm everything up. And, yeah, it's a good one. But.
1: So I'm right in thinking the bar over your head or the broomstick or whatever should be in your footprint if you were to draw like a, a vertical line, line. Yeah, in line
2: with your ears. And top of the head in line with your ears basically is where i would go and yeah did you give an answer
0: no i don't know i don't oh it's too difficult <laughs> so let's, well, let's too start really next week's advice. podcast on uh, that. Uh, yeah and then you've
2: got a week maybe to just about. to finish off this week's podcast because i think with we're, time wise we're, we're cracking oh. on but um last last kind of major programming yeah. one is obviously the hypertrophy muscle mass so if you were programming for hypertrophy stroke muscle mass what would you be uh looking at or thinking
0: about. What do you mean in terms of
2: programming? Yeah. I would pick movements so you can generate so much bone to bone
0: tension that it's literally gonna like be painful. Mm-hmm. I then personally I do two sets, one set, sort of eight to ten to fate I'm talking like this is someone who can do it and hold their form, but I'm talking like punishing, like you get to the point where you literally yeah. can't even possibly contract another that's a hor- fibre. That's a
1: hard. That is a hard yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And
0: then about Couple of minutes later, doing another set of the same exercise with a slightly less weight for 12, 15. Again, that 12, 15th rep is like sh- shaking, not being able, nearly not being able to do it. Taking both sets to failure. That is. So with regards that's the money. to
1: time under tension or re- uh, or tempo, yeah. you you know eccentric. Yeah, three, three, zero, three zero one zero.
2: zero. Yeah, something like that. So, so I think uh, yeah, for me it's like the three but three big facets. We've talked about this before, but basically. Is the muscle tension, which is basically getting stronger. So, yep. I'd ha- you want to make sure that you are progressing your strength within hypertrophy. So, this is where the, you know, the the sort of three to six rep ranges are useful for hypertrophy because you're yep. getting stronger. Then you've got the muscle damage, so you want eccentric movements like chin-ups. Um, That's lowering down, lowering down.
1: Yeah. down and and by suppose. the way, most people just don't. Of and also like most yes. people don't feel it either they just drop yeah. it
0: down and you're so there's there's time under tension of how long a movement takes and then there's yeah. time under significant tension where the muscles actually contracting so when yeah. I'm talking about doing 8 to 10 reps I'm talking I'm, it feels just as a bigger contraction on the way down as it does on the way up so the yeah. whole time that bone to bone tension from the origin to the insertion is under load and that's where all your focus is that's all you're thinking about and the the weight moving is almost external to that it's like yeah. By me contracting my chest, that's what lifting the bar up. I'm not thinking about lifting the bar up. That's yeah. the,
2: that's key. And getting that across to people is really difficult. Yeah. And then you've got metabolic stress, which is the pump. So that's where you get your, your bigger sets. Yeah. So I think like, and that, and with hypertrophy, you can mix around. There's loads of different programs out there, but things like German volume training, like volume, basically, like we know that with hypertrophy, it's down to the overall volume going up that you put through the muscle tissue. Eat each week or trying to make it progress over time is going to be what makes you develop muscle mass. So including those three main components and then increasing the volume over time is the biggest thing. So as long as your programming accounts for that, then you're going to yeah. be, you're going to get there basically. Um, and obviously with all these programming things, if you've got questions about it, come and ask us. Yeah. We're here. We're here How long have we done? I don't know. No, we've done ages, I think. I think it's probably time we let everyone yeah. go. And, yeah. Yeah. and crack on with it. That was a time I really enjoyed that. Yeah, there we go.
1: Right, we have got cool. some. We have got some guests coming up. Yeah. Um, dates are to be confirmed, but um, yeah, we've got some cool people coming on. So um, yeah. yeah, it's exciting. Think, yeah. yeah. Hopefully you have it. a good week. We'll see you all see you next week. week. See you next
2: week. Woo. See you guys. Bye bye. <laughs>
3: Yo,